0: Welcome to the 72nd edition of the Guna podcast, recorded on the Monday evening after Arsenal's 3-1 away defeat at Stoke. This podcast is sponsored by the website for all your unofficial Arsenal t-shirt needs. Go to gunashirts.com. I'm your host, Don Sebastiano, filling in the hot seat for David Udo, who we hope to have back soon. David, if you are listening to this, get well soon, mate. After last month's caviar with Amy Lawrence and Philip Eau Claire, it's back to sausage and chips. Although we are hoping the example given by the intelligent musings of last, last month's State of the Arsenal Nation panel will provide an inspiration to the usual suspects, especially as my good self is the other side of the microphone, uh, which is a bit like putting Sebastian Squilacci in gull, but that's the sort of thing Wenger would do anyway, so here we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, So if there are any own goals, please forgive me, listeners. So let's see how this lunatic takes over the asylum and the experiment works out. And we will start with a few panel introductions. First up, he's not a happy gooner at the moment. But then again, who is? Our only hope is that he refrains from too many profanities and does not get through his customary bottle of wine with indecent haste. <laughs> Allowed back after a two-month ban. <laughs> it's the only man ever to hate, David Seaman, the Highbury spy, Mr Steve Ashford. Well read. Well read,
1: Basti, And and it's good to be back. Thank
0: you. And uh, next, he was once a believer. He thought that arson did know best. But like many, this season, he has come over to the dark side. Uh, more AMG Or WLP, then AKB. I don't know what that means, but I'm sure everyone can work with it. it's
2: Arsene knows best. That's the vernacular doing the internet forums if you speak, Basti.
0: And WLP? Don't know that one.
3: Wenger's lost
0: the plot. Wenger's lost the plot. And AMG? Arsene must go. Arsene must go. Another of our original panellists, also returning after a two month hiatus. God, who who puts words like that into a podcast? It's Mr. Mark Ollington. Hello, listeners. And finally, last but by no means least, under normal circumstances, he would be sitting in the host chair doing what I'm doing. However, after failing to control myself, Steve and Mark at the last time of asking, the powers that have made a tactical switch, the powers that be have made a tactical switch, realising it was not a good idea to repeat the experience, he's on the panel for this one. It's a warm warm welcome, however, to Mr Joe Broadfoot.
3: Finally, in my right position, (laughs) not as
0: host. He's back where he belongs. Mm. It only took a minute, then he went and did it. Right, so let's move on to some questions. A spirited victory over Man United, followed by defeat at Stoke. Does this encapsulate our season, Steve?
1: It certainly does encapsulate our season. In fact, I can't remember the last time we actually won two games on the trot, to be honest. And we only won three of our last 13 games. One of those was against Leighton Orient, good old, magnificent, mighty Leighton Orient. And I just think that this season has been a total and utter disaster. You know, encapsulated by the Bolton game, <coughs> the Stoke game. They can beat the big teams. They beat, you know, they beat Barcelona, beat Chelsea, beat Man United last week. But you can bet your life, if we'd have needed to beat Man United to be champions, we would have lost or drawn. The pressure was off, so we beat them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, sure enough, we go back to our proper form at Stoke, capitulate to a horrendous dead ball decision, You know where <coughs> our Shavin stupidly and needlessly pushed the Stoke player to concede the free kick. We all know how dangerous Stoke can be from free kicks. And sure enough, you just had to wait for the net to bulge, and it did. And when we got back to, the get, back to 2-1, <coughs> and then only for Juru to just throw it away... Mm-hmm a second or a minute later by just needlessly passing the ball out I just wanted to kick the TV in I mean that, to me kicking the TV
0: in sums up my season All Right and uh, Joe
1: Well I agree
3: with Steve to some extent I think we went a bit over the top 10. it was a total and utter disaster this season because looking at the squad we've got um, it's done as well as it possibly can but the, the, the blame lies on, on Arsene Wenger's shoulders I mean the thing that irritated me most about Stoke is after the game it seemed to me like he's displacing the blame and putting it on the players when if you've assembled a team of kids you can't really expect them to win anything and most of us didn't except Arsene Wenger who thought he was right now I'm not suggesting Arsene Wenger should go but he needs more help than he's getting and why is he not getting help perhaps he doesn't want it I'm not really too sure of the reasons But something's got to change, and hopefully now Arsene Wenger realises it. Because if you've got a team of young kids, they're going to perform well one week and not so well the next. That's just what kids do. Now, why doesn't Arsene Wenger know that?
0: Well, it seems to be a big question whether Arsene Wenger is deciding I want to go with kids or he just doesn't have the facility to buy. That's the bit that we're we're kind of at odds about. Um, I'm sure he's got the
1: facility to buy. I'm sure he's got the facility to buy. I mean, it's been well documented, documented over the last couple of seasons that he's, he's had anything up to 30 or 40 million to spend, he just chooses not to spend it, and every single year, club of Arsenal stature, we turn in a profit on transfers, and I reckon we'll do it again this year, what do you we'll sell Fabregas, we'll sell a few others, ma- and the yeah, money won't
2: be spent. You mentioned in the intro, Basti, that you know, if you're going by these terms, I wasn't Arsenal's knows best person up to this season. I think what it comes down to is, you look at the man that's delivered two doubles, three league championships, four FA Cups, and it's upsetting to finally say to yourself, this bloke can't do it anymore. And I know we come under a lot of criticism here for being really anti-Wenger, but the sad thing is, is that, you know, there comes a time in any job when you stop having your golden period and you get to the point where you've done as much as you possibly can. It happens to the great pop stars of our time. Look at Bowie and Tim Machine, he produced a whole raft of brilliant albums in the 70s. Look at Prince, and the latter part of his career. And I've, I've said to Steve before, Ferguson, even though I can't stand the guy, is a one-off. He's been there for 25 years at May United, but totally really, you know, changed himself every single time. Different background staff, different ways of doing doing things, he's special. Benger, even though he had a brilliant sustained period of five, six years, is going backwards. And it's really upsetting for me, as a massive mm. previous fan, to see. And I don't want to sit here and be negative and slug him off, but some of the choices that he's made this season are absolutely baffling. And his inability to admit he's ever wrong is disgusting. I mean, look at January, when we come so close on a few centre-backs, yet we persist with signs like Sebastian Scalacci. It's unbelievable. And... I'm sitting here today with Hugh. I walked down from the tube, got off at um, Finchley Park, walked down St Thomas's Road and saw the old Highbury, what well, was the old Highbury, now Flats, and felt incredible sadness because, you know, it's a spring evening and I remember walking down there oh, for some yeah. sat- Saturday games and that sounded like an old fart reminiscing about Highbury days. That team Wenger built at Highbury and had at Highbury was just unbelievably brilliant and we should never forget what he'd done mm. and what those brilliant teams were, because it was fantastic. What we're seeing now is a pale imitation of that. It's a man gone too far, a man that's been at the club for far too long, and it's really
0: sad. But wouldn't you agree also that maybe you mentioned all the things Arsenal won under Wenger, but that was very much down to a back five that he inherited? Kind
2: of, basket, but don't forget when we went, went a whole season without losing one one game, Actually, some of those back four were Venga signings with regards to Lauren and Campbell and stuff like that. But you still so, had
0: Keogh oh, and you, you still had you had oh, a, you had a four. Yeah. Oh,
2: I totally agree. But what I'm saying is, is that yeah, you did. But you also he used to buy better offensive players. He bought Vieiras, that were strong players in the midfield that could stand up, be counted. And now we've got a team of not winners. And it's Wilshire, as I said before in this podcast, who's playing by accident. Wilshire's only planned this season because, you know, Wenger was due to find out to Bolton on, on a loan again. So he an injury at the start of the season that he got a place in the team. Oh, he friend Yeah, and then stayed there by sheer luck. And Wenger didn't choose to have Wilshire in the team. He was going to loan him out again. And he's the heart and soul of our club at the moment. Absolutely. But he's only there by accident, as in, as in uh, Ashley Cole was.
1: <clears throat> if we didn't have Jack Wilshire this year, I dread to think how bad it would have been. Totally. Seska's not performed this year. Um, Song has not performed this year. So many players have not performed to their true capabilities. And I actually feel that Wenger's lost the ability to motivate the team.
0: So will, will Arsenal ever have an easier chance to win the title than this season? No. I mean, because frankly. Man U and Chelsea went through big periods underperforming. And uh, we, we really, we, we kind of, it was there for the taking at one point. What do you think, Joe?
3: there's a golden opportunity missed really in January everyone said if Wenger strengthens the defence brings in a central defender and a goalkeeper we'd have a really good chance a really good chance of winning the league and, and that opportunity for one reason or another was spurned um, I presume it's to do with finances but then we hear the opposite we hear that there was money to spend but he chose not to spend it we keep hearing about Chris Samble was on the verge of, of joining Arsenal but for one reason or another didn't happen it's it's just ridiculous. It all goes back to the summer again. We knew everyone knew we needed a goalkeeper, but Arsene Wenger thought it's not urgent and didn't address the problem. Well, it's about time he did address the problems. As I said, I, as I said previously, I don't think he should uh, be fired by by any means. He should certainly get one more chance. Why not, Joe? I mean, because has he had the last two, three seasons to prove himself? Yeah, what's he gonna he happen he year Because I think finally the coin has dropped. If it hasn't this year, then he has to go.
1: Mind you, though, even even as late as last week, he was still saying, um, "If I sign a player, it kills one of my kids." So, so that as far as I can see, the penny hasn't dropped.
0: Yeah, what, I, I think so it's it. so. So, why why is the team so inconsistent? I mean, you've, you've, the up, Man United were inconsistent this season. Chelsea were inconsistent, losing silly matches. Um, but why is it we throw away games like Newcastle? Tw- Twelve minutes you know, inter-injury time against Liverpool at home. Stupid, ridiculous, childish schoolboy errors. Why is it?
1: Well, I don't think there's a leader on the pitch for a start off. I mean, it, had we had a leader at Newcastle, at home to Liverpool, home to West Brom, home to Spurs, all the ti- all the games that we've thrown away that eventually cost us the title, if we'd have had a leader on the pitch or a leader on the bench, just to show a little bit of tactical now, tactical responsibility, you know, someone who can clench his fist and say... You know, come on, let's fucking do it, you know. Yeah. Let's, not, let's not lose this game. You know, I don't think all those disasters would have happened. But Wengen didn't sign that leader. We haven't had one since Vieira and Adams left, yeah. in my mind.
3: But leadership's connected with experience. And when you look at Premier League experience, how much Premier League experience has that team got? Not that many players have clocked up a lot of games, apart from, say, Fabregas and Van Persie to a point. You know, the, these guys are the supposed leaders on the pitch but when you look around when you look around I mean and Klichy's, he's got a few games under his belt but compared to the other teams so I'm talking about three players with a lot of experience Juru's only been a first team regular this season koshelny's never played in the Premier League up until this season And then Samuel's had a good season, that's why he got named in the PFA Team of the Year. But not a great season, but he's been better than what's been around him. And the
1: goalkeeping situation, that's just complete joke. Even 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 our most experienced players like Clichy sometimes they're the ones that make the most errors. Yeah, yeah, yeah but they're won- surrounded
2: by kids, yeah. actually. Yeah. Now, yeah. I agree yeah. to an extent, um, Joe, I do, but I think it's more due to the type mm. of player rather than the age of player. Mm. When you look at the team that won the league in 89, it was for the kids. Mm. It was for the players like Rowe Castle, you know, mm. um Thomas, that all come through the youth team, mm. and players plucked out of, like, non, of really like lower league clubs. That was quite a young team that won the league in 89. The difference is the men- mentality of the players that we sign now. We're some on these lovely, pretty little footballers, tippy tappy, tippy tappy, and it's eight players like Wilshire that come in with a bit of heart, a bit of strength that don't typify the t- average type of Wenger player now. But
0: they're also they midfielders, right? No, I yeah. think that okay, there's a question here. It says we know that the manager, what what the manager needs to do, but will he actually do any of the following? Um, and uh, yeah, in my opinion, you see, what we're really missing is a Keown and Adams to two strong centre-backs, which then the left and right back can, you know, they'll feel safer, the keeper, you know, that, that is the kind of you-will-not-pass back door that we don't have, you know, or front door, rather. And it's, it asks here, question one, um, would Wenger get in a number two who will challenge him and genuinely contribute to the changes needed? Well, personally, Pat Rice.
1: I would love it. If, I would love it if Tony Adams came back nothing would make me happier oh, as an Arsenal yeah. fan if Tony Adams was sitting on that bench if it has to be Wenger then so be it because personally I would get rid of him because I think we're flogging a dead horse keeping Arsenal Wenger on I think he's, he's past his sell by date he's lost the ability to motivate the players he's lost the ability to, to, to play the transfer market and he's lost the ability to win trophies but if, if the club keeps Wenger then I would like Tony Adams as his right hand man someone who can get in that dressing room motivate the players
0: you could have George Graham as Tony Adams right hand man as well then we'd have a very good defence it's clear
1: (laughs) that that Wenger has lost the ability to motivate and after every defeat and it happened again yesterday against Stoke one of the players comes out and says we need to fight harder we need to fight more we need to battle more we need to show more commitment they've been saying that for three years how come they haven't learned it by now
0: yeah no, so Sanya in the standard yeah. tonight was saying we don't fight enough. Exactly and the amount of times we read that after that's what I said that's the
2: first defeat. Yeah. yeah, and going back to um, Twitter, and we mentioned that before how it gets the truth out of players. Wilshire, when Jens Lehmann came back, I think it said some comment like you know on Twitter that having um, Lehmann there was like having a real leader back in the dressing yeah. room. That says it all. Or assistant manager. And yeah. yeah. it goes back to the point: is Wenger, It seems from everything that you says with regards to coaches and everything else, he does not want help. He doesn't want to help in transfers, doesn't want to help in signing players, doesn't want to help in coaching. It's all him. And I can't ever see a si- situation where it's anything other than a like, yes-man. I mean, Boro primrak has been with him for, what, 20-odd years? Yeah, yeah. How's that going to change?
1: Well, we're the only team, I think, in, in all four divisions that have still got the same manager, the same coach, and the same trainer, i.e. Boro Primovic. In, in the last 15, 16 years. And what do you well, think? I'm a club, the club has kept the manager, coach, and, other, and, and the the trainer manager, yeah. for 15 consecutive well, 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 years.
0: When you see Pat Rice sitting on the bench there, I mean, what do you, you know, I, guys, I love Pat Rice because yeah, he's a legend. The, the guy a legend.
2: blind though. The guy can hardly see. He's sitting the whole time getting the wrong sub over. I don't know if you've ever mm. seen him, but the, you know, it isn't, a poor guy's accident waiting to happen. And he's, he can't be that healthy anymore, surely. Well, he doesn't look he's about to kill over at any time.
1: You're right. And people go on about saying, oh, Venga's well, got to change. I was chatting to some guys at work today. They say they don't want Venga to go, they want him to change. I said, that's like being married to the same woman for 15 years, and her habits are really annoying mm. you to the extent you want to kill yourself. But the, but and the then you say, like, really oh, you I want to keep you as my wife, but you've got to change. She's not going to change. No, no. And, and you know, if, even if we did get Tony Adams back in the fold as coach, you know, is Wenger going to let him have any power? No, what I'm not. afraid of, though, is if we
3: start changing for change's sake, you know, like Tottenham down the road, they, they do that. They get through managers like, uh, well, like some of us get through girlfriends. And, and it's not healthy. It's just not healthy. You end up catching something if you do that.
0: But so there are three more questions. Just, uh, ought we start placing greater emphasis on defence during training by some more experienced leaders to shift the balance away from youth? And spend all of the money available uh, to, to Wenger this summer, unlike a year ago, and uh, you know, break the bank a bit and just go for some experienced, proper, rounded footballers.
1: I wouldn't trust Wenger to, to spend the money, to be honest. I know I sound like a broken record, but when was the last time Wenger spent any money... On a, apart from Vermeilen um, I admit Vermeilen was a great signing. You know, didn't play this year, but Arshavin,
0: but he wasn't well, a great signing by the way. All the, looks the players now.
1: Wenger has spent mm. money on or signed and given big wages to, he's coached all the goodness out of them. He's coached all the goodness Reyes. out of Arshavin. He's coached the goodness out of Reyes, out of um, Nazri, out of Fabregas. All of the players are worse players now. Chamakh, another example. I don't know about Fabregas? I mean, still sort of think it?
0: Fabregas is a brilliant player. I don't he's think Ar- Ar- Arshavin. I, th- I think Arshavin's got a, a, a psychological problem somewhere. He doesn't look like he wants it. In Can fact, a lot of the players don't. Doesn't
2: help though that been getting played out of the favourite like, position yeah, yeah, for like yeah. two years. Um, I mean, he's been played on the wing or here, there, and everywhere. That's not where he plays his best football. It's not rocket science. And when you
1: when you see Wally Walcott being picked ahead of you every week, I mean that would do my head in. <laughs> if I was a world class player like Arshavin. And I saw a boy with no mental ability and can't read the game, and he's got one solitary asset, which is his pace and finishing
0: ability every week. I think, yeah. I, think, yeah. no, I, think yeah. Walcott, I mean I'd yeah. defend Walcott a bit more than that. He's still very young and I think he be, I think he's become a better player over the last. His and and crossing, well, he's
3: crossing well, isn't as bad as it used to be. But well, when as he's, he's good he's terrible. good, but he
0: does have games where I mean against Stoke for example they just they just had like two rows of four men and there was no there was no he couldn't run run away from anyone there so no way he was to run stifled. Into they yeah.
3: they dropped deep to make sure that Walcott could not do his stuff. He's a good player. But then a good manager would have realised that and taken him all cut off because it yeah. wasn't a day for him. Moving, moving... But moving. no, instead of that, he takes off players that... I really didn't think, oh, Charvin played that badly. No. All-round, Yeah. Apart well, from that
2: mistake that Runtie? led to the Apparently goal. he was tired. Yeah, yeah Well this brings the reason, us, this brings us know, to the question
0: um, I noticed the Stoke City fans were singing Boring Boring right? They weren't singing Boring Boring Arsenal no. just boring, boring 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 And there was a point where I started agreeing with them Because I'm uh, getting a bit bored Of watching mm. us ticky tacky For hours and hours on end And then not getting into the area Or very occasionally Or that some lame shot from Van Percy From the edge of the box Now are you getting bored? With Arsenal's style of play,
1: rumor has it that they're not coached to shoot. You know, they're, they're just not. When they're when they're training and coaching every week, you know, he he, he coaches the shooting out of them. If you look at Wilshere this year, Wilshire always had a good shot on him. When he was a youth team player, mm. and I saw him in a few youth team games in the early Carly Cup games, he always had a shot on him. He always had a finish. Now he gets in the shooting areas. He's always looking to pass. Mm. Tippy tappy. Apparently. When a, when a player shoots in training, Wenger whistles as if to say, that was wrong. Oh, that's interesting you yeah. should say that. Because, yeah. you know, Cesc Fabregas, his goal-scoring
3: record was absolutely phenomenal yeah. until he arrived at Arsenal. <laughs> he, he was yeah. scoring like 40, 50 goals, OK, yeah. it was a lower li- league level. But then when he arrived at Arsenal, it was like one or two a season. Yeah. And, and, OK, he stepped, he stepped it up after that. But it's interesting. It's like- this
1: constant quest to score the perfect goal, mm. which is never going to happen. I mean, someone wrote on the Gouinard website today, which is a brilliant article, he said he expects, or it might have been Lee Grove, he expects um, Van Persie to be fined for scoring that goal yesterday. A, because he made the goal himself. B, because he picked the ball up and ran at a defender. And C, because he had the temerity to shoot.
0: <laughs> and, I, I, do you know what?
1: and I thoroughly agree with that.
0: You know, yeah. It's all wrong. So maybe we should get Ian Wright as uh, coach of attack and uh, Tony Adams as defensive coach and just let Wenger do the midfield bit.
2: Or oh, um, they can do nothing really. I mean, going back to your yeah. question, Basti. I mean, I can't stand Stoke. I despise them. But they had a point. I and mean, when they're going boring, 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 mm-hmm. I yearn for the days of George Graham, a big, huge punt up the pitch onto Adam Smith, Ian Mike goal, brilliant. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great to have a bit of that now? Yeah.
1: And what you said earlier about when we were at Hyde with we that brilliant team, you know, where we, we used to break yeah. at lightning pace. Yeah. First twenty-five minutes, we used to catch teams. Boss, 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 goal.
2: On a small, narrow pitch. Yeah. Were, a white heart
1: Mm. It at Spurs in, in, the, in the second third last match of the season where we won the title mm. the first two goals down the left wing bosh 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 goal we never see that now it's so laborious <laughs> yeah. and you know Wenger has changed his, his personnel um, signing but, you know, by signing totally yeah. different players to what he used to mm. his tactics have also changed and I just think that no, this no, is I mean, the end for Wenger
2: that's a really good point Steve when you think about it going back to players like Overmars and Perez yeah. we've had a totally different type of football than what we do now and the type of football that we played with proper wingers mm. Lumber, players like that remember in yeah. Lundberg camp won well, us leagues and trophies why has he changed the mm. style of football mm. exactly. what's made him decide that's the type of football to him play
0: yeah ok we've only got a couple of minutes left and there's still a couple of questions here uh, a yes no answer for this one do you believe a top four place will still be achieved next season with Wenger in charge Joe yes Steve no <laughs> I thought we'd say that Mark
2: Sorry to give a long answer, but with City stronger, Tottenham in the game, Liverpool stronger next season, it's not beyond the realms, but it's not a given.
0: So that was neither yes or no, you'd make a great politician. But it does bring us on to the next uh, question, which is, will Man City and Liverpool prove more of a threat next season?
2: Yes.
1: I think so, yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah. And add and Tottenham's tons that list, I mean, you know, even though they're not going to qualify this season, if they come sixth and Liverpool beat them to fifth, then we have no kind of European football next season at all. Thirty eight games is not a lot. And that's why they qualify for the Champions League in the first place they'd never matches to and play so don't discount that they keep hold of their players next season even though I despise the bastards but if
3: Fingers learnt his lesson then Arsenal should be stronger next year and plus the kids are going to be another year older but so like Steve stronger. said
0: like you know the wife argument do they learn mm. the lesson mm. I mean no disrespect mm. to wives out there that can also go to Arsenal. I, I don't <laughs> want to start making enemies of, of the fairer sex if he but all
1: these players he, he'll just lose the ability to motivate them as well yeah. and their careers will go backwards
2: and is the Nilsson really going to be that much better next season is the RB really going to be that much better next oh, season, God, season? Don't mention Word. she yeah. be that much better next well, let,
0: let's put it this way right. Diaby, De Nilsson and Abue are not Davis Rowe and Thomas are they let's face it um, very quickly Liverpool are they evidence that a change of manager can transform a club with that old Doug Leach oh. Doug Leach just stands there remember that but <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I, I mean old cliche do bear shit in the woods
1: okay. since, since Doug Leach has been there that club has been transformed and if ever you wanted you know kind of proof that changing your manager can help yeah, that's it. And so all, all the AKBs that say, oh, be careful what you wish for, better the devil you know. I'm not frightened to change. I mean, I've changed throughout my life, constantly. And I, I wouldn't bother me now to change our manager. I'll take, I'll take a chance. Yeah. Chelsea so, are going to change Ancelotti. They've chosen to change Ancelotti. They're going to get an unknown manager. You know, I'll bet you they finish above us next year.
0: Right, we've got 30 seconds just to find out um, what are the arguments for keeping Arsene Wenger as manager?
3: Joe? Stability. You need a certain amount of stability at a club if you're going to build success. Look at Ferguson. When he first arrived at Manchester United, they wanted to get rid of him. They, they persevered. And I'm saying we've had our success with Arsene Wenger and it's, we,
2: we should give him a chance to just at least one more year. At at least as, one a, more year. as a counter to that, Joe, I think Ferguson's a one-off. Um, there's a very big danger that we can become like a Brian Clough then we become the new Clough mm. and don't discount relegation in mm. three or four years time if we maintain having Arsenal that sounds a huge far-fetched thing but don't forget Brian Clough was at Forest a long long time mm. and look what happened to him to me he's very similar to Wenger comes along does a great job at the start mm. then the latter end of his career is a big downward spiral sorry mate
0: right we're going to have to take a short break before continuing in our next podcast but as always just to mention that if you do want to email us about anything related to the podcast our address is guna.com Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks once again to our sponsors, goonashirts.com. And there's uh, just time for a brief farewell from the panel, uh, which is Joe. Bye. Steve. Keep the faith. Mark. Cheerio. And uh, we'll be back with another edition of the podcast very soon. I'm your host, Don Sebastiano. Thanks for listening. La di-da-di-da, la di-da-di-dee, oh good friends enjoy your company.